Welcome to part two of our Woody Show interview. Part two. Have you been excitedly waiting impatiently or patiently? <laughs> I have a feeling <laughs> people quit their jobs and they're just like, I'm just going to wait literally, for the podcast. Yeah, they probably like, you know, put the tent up, pitched the tent, got their sleeping bags ready, just been waiting by the campfire. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning at 4 a.m. Pacific so we aired the first part last week. Uh, Woody is, of course, from The Woody Show, which is on Alt 98.7 in Los Angeles and also syndicated on, did you say 32 or 35 other stations 35. around the country? He's pretty much ballin' radio. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. No big deal. So part two of our Woody interview is coming up next. Welcome to the Cuz I Have To podcast, where living your dream is the only option. I'm your host, Julie Slater. And I'm Jason Friday. And we've been scouring the earth for people living their dharma so we can share their stories with you. And hopefully we help you find your dharma. Let's do it. Okay, so welcome back. This is part two of our interview with Woody from The Woody Show. And where did we leave off? He was working in St. Louis in L.A. called... Did you want to do that again? <laughs> Bring hello, LA. <laughs> is that LA calling? Oh wait, no. Or is that someone <laughs> calling LA? <laughs> Bring, <laughs> Bring hello. <laughs> we get the point. LA called Woody, and then what? And uh, he left misery. You know, it was just a great time, and I never had planned on leaving. And then L.A. called. Bring. Hello, this is L.A. And um, said, hey, we have this opportunity. We'd like to talk to you about it. But I was still under contract for a year and a half. And I never really planned on leaving because at that point, it wasn't about the market. It wasn't about I, – I already worked in New York, and I already learned that radio is radio. And I really didn't feel like starting over. We had a great thing with the family and everything. So um, I just waited it out. And then they stayed on me for a year and a half. Said, all right, we'll wait. And they held the position until they could talk to me. Oh, my God. And uh, they needed a program director. And the first person I mentioned was the guy in San Francisco. I'm kidding. I didn't mention him at all. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. Oh, my God. Um, no, the first guy I mentioned was my program director in St. Louis. And he was the first guy they offered the job to. And he's a homebody, didn't want to take it. So then they offered it to the other guy who I mentioned uh, to them, which is Mike Kaplan. And then he took it. Um, and so, you know, it, one of the things was they told my program director in St. Louis is that this was, you know, not only was he a great candidate and he had a great track record, but it'll make it a more inviting situation for, for Woody. And, uh, I was like, I couldn't believe, cause I'd never really seen anything like that, especially yeah, not from sure. somebody who had been fired, you know, from these different places. And, you know, the show was, I mean, we, we did well in St. Louis, but like, you know, what is LA, you know, what is LA doing? Oh my um, God, yeah. So the company's like, you know, the company I was working for, because he came back from his interview and said, all right, well, they're trying to get Woody to come out there. And so, of course, the company goes in the full court press and trying to extend my contract and whatever. And so I'm like, look, they've waited at this point for over a year. I just, I'm curious to hear him out. And so um, I heard him out. And going back again to the whole idea of investment of my time, if I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night 
and go do a you know four or five hour radio show what's the best return on that investment and uh you know i was for what they were offering me to stay in la was certainly topping out in uh, st louis i mean was certainly topping out in st louis which would have been fine but that was kind of a starting point in la with a pretty much unlimited ceiling especially with a company as big as iheart yeah. Yeah, and so sure. i you know i didn't i didn't have I didn't have the, the courage to not try it because I looked at the situation, I looked at the market and I think, man, there's nobody doing kind of what we're doing as far as talking to regular people. There's a lot of people who are either talking to moms or they're talking to like the stereotypical LA audience who, you know, goes to these, you know, events on West Siders, you know, West Hollywood and, you know, uh, Santa Monica's and, you know, that, that type of LA as, oppo as opposed to like Pacoima you know, and the right. valley and like people like it's expensive to live in LA and people that have, you know, one family has three jobs because one of them has two jobs and the other one's, you know, taking care of the kids when they're not their other full-time job. Like nobody was talking to those people. And that's exactly who we were. I, this is not what LA looks like. I'm not who LA yeah. is. Um, but you know, I could speak to sure. real people because all I know is what I am. And, um, that seemed to be like the, my best bet. So yeah, I, I bet mean, on myself and certainly I, maintain that I was saying you certainly maintain being like a regular guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. After being in yeah, because I am. So I'm just you know making tons of money. Well, because I'm 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 just you know I'm still the Jersey guy. I'm still I still feel like at any moment this is going to end because all I ever wanted to do was be full time on the radio. Everything that happened <laughs> since then has been like bonus. You know, as far as I've been concerned. Wow. You know, and there were yeah. a, a number of times along that journey where it's like i didn't think i was going to work again you know or i had to learn yeah. like oh wow like you know this is very volatile i knew it was volatile going into it everybody had told me that and unstable you know just like uh you're gonna move a lot i didn't care um well you know the money's not great okay i didn't care um i just wanted to make a living at it um so i started you know living way below my means and saving money and i'm still that guy i will live way below my means and i save a ton of money but the difference is now it's like at the end of this contract, I'm not waking up at one o'clock in the morning anymore. I'm still going to do something. I don't know what it is. It sure as fuck isn't going to be waking up at one o'clock in the morning. And I, I really believe that you know, things <laughs> yeah, will no be, way. things will be different, you know, seven years from now, as far as like how this is all done. And this whole like thing that we were talking about at the beginning of, um, uh, you know, content. It, it doesn't yeah, matter right. what time Like, do I have to be live and do this? Uh, or can I have a taping time where the audience knows when you tape, and they could still be a part of it, kind of how we're talking now. Um, but then it airs yeah. on the stations sure. the next day or you know, how, who knows? It, maybe it's just all on demand. I really don't know and I don't care. I just want to do something that yeah. I think is going to be interesting and um, continue to make a living at it. So that's a really long answer to one o'clock in right. the morning. But uh, that's, that's, the whole, <laughs> that's the whole thought process <laughs> of why I do it. Make hay while the sun shines. Yeah, there you go. Wow. <laughs> man, that is crazy. This is really bad. Yeah. We've learned so much. Yeah. It's been what a freaking awesome. journey, man. The the hours suck. Everything else about the job is is really great. You know, everything else about the job is awesome. I can't complain. I'm left alone. Nobody gives me shit about anything. Not anymore. You know, even when we got to LA, it was a nightmare. I was gonna quit. Uh we started in Why? April and uh April twenty fourteen. By October twenty fourteen, I wanted to kill somebody. Um, cause we were just being micromanaged and pulled from eight different directions by eight different managers who never were on the same page. 
And I was like, you know what? This is not what I signed up for because I was very clear. I'm like, hey, I got a great situation where I'm at. I don't need to come do this, but if I'm going to do it, it's got to be like this. And I laid out everything. And they're like, yep, 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 until you get here. No, 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 no. You're like, the fuck? Wow. You know, so uh, it was my yeah, birthday. No way. It was the night before my birthday in October. And um, my wife was out of town. She was in St. Louis. I'm sitting there going, and she was like, she was just angry at me all the time because she hated being in L.A. She missed her family, um, you know, and this is very squarely on me. Um, and I wasn't happy either because, the, the, you know, I was, it was frustrating. I was annoyed. And so uh, <laughs> I decided that I was going to go in the next morning. I was going to do the show and I was going to have a pretty, pretty descriptive but brief explanation as to why I was quitting that day after the show. And I was just going to quit on the air. I was just going to quit. And go back to St. Louis. My program director was already preparing for my return. And uh, as I'm sitting there in my house, the phone rings and it's this guy who's, you know, one of the muckety mucks at uh, iHeart, but he only works with the, uh, with the on-air people. He goes, Hey, what's going on? It's like, well, and I said, Hey, I'm gonna tell you something, but you can't say anything to anybody. I said, I'm going to quit tomorrow. He goes, no, where are you? I'm like, you would think I was like going to jump off a bridge. You know, I'm coming up to, where are you? You at home? I'm like, dude, it's fine. And we talked through it. And again, I realized just like I had in uh, San Francisco that if I don't just don't do this thing my way, it's not, it's never going to be their fault. It's never going to be the fact that they were jerking me around, bullshitting me on, you know, before I got here as opposed to when I'm here and everything else. It's going to be that I didn't do it right or I failed or I just wasn't cut out for it. So I decided on his advice, he said, and his advice was, quote, fuck everybody who cares ignore everybody and just do your thing i'm like cool so i went in the next morning and i went on the air and i said uh exactly what happened i said i was going to quit today here's why i didn't i thought about the people on my show and this is the way we're going to do it i know people from management are listening right now or they're going to hear this later because the 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 file is going to be sent around listen to this oh my god i said i'm telling you right now i don't care what you think and we're doing this the way that we think it should be done and the way that we think the audience will like it and if at any point it's making you uncomfortable or you don't like it, you can ask me to leave. I was going to quit today, so I don't care. Ask me to leave. It's fine. But oh God, I'm all in. This is what we're doing. And so I, said, I'm all in. so I said, I'm all in. I said, as long as the people in this room are on and the people who are listening are in with me, we're all good. And so everybody's like, yep, I'm in. I'm in. And then the listeners started texting in. I'm all in. I'm all in. And so all in became like this thing it's like so now like there are stickers that say hashtag all in yeah people it was just an organic thing that people just you know gravitated toward and then just like san francisco boom it exploded and you know and the rest is history but you know this past you were your true 13 yeah Yeah. i mean we're we're going on 13 months where the show is number one in all demos you know in the morning you know and while it's not a 30 share um, we just got a, a monthly ratings report yesterday, you know, in our key demo, uh, which is persons 18 to 34, we have like a 15.5 in second place as a six. Oh my God. So, I've never even so, heard of those you know, numbers. Yeah. I know. That's yeah. insane. So it's, it's worked out. And so needless to say, nobody really bothers us about anything. <laughs> just kind of leave us alone and, you know, we kind of see what goes, yeah. but it, it's just, you know being true and 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 it's not for any other reason other than i thought this would be a really cool job and that's what i wanted to do and you know, end up doing it on your own terms and that's the advice that i give to everybody is that you know once you kind of figure out where you're at and what you're doing just do it be respectful um but 
at the end sure. of the day, like it's all, it doesn't matter if they come up and they give you all these things that you do and you execute it perfectly, whatever the job is. If it doesn't work yeah. out, it's never their shitty game plan. It's never poor decisions or you know lack of whatever on their side. It's going to be that you didn't do it right. You didn't execute it right. You just weren't the right person to execute it. You know, so I can go down feeling okay about myself, knowing that I gave everything that I could and that I did it the way I thought it should be done. Because if I fall on the sword for somebody else's shitty plan, then I'm really going to be pissed. And mostly at myself, like I said. Yeah. Um, You know, Uh so just like calculated risk, but still risk. And that's what everybody always says. With no risk, there's no reward. And I found that to be absolutely true. I find that when you get fired or things happen, things do and people, it happens for a reason. It's like, fuck, yuck, shut up. Like it just sounds so bullshit at the time. (laughs) But I have found that it's true. You've come around. In a weird way. Yeah, it it ends up becoming true. Like maybe you never thought about doing something else, but it was because you were forced to think outside of your, you know, what you were comfortable with that you found something that you, now yeah. you're really into it, you know, and it all worked out for the, for the, for the best. I hate the guy from San Francisco for all the right reasons. Like I said, this guy's a piece of shit. He's a right. rotten person. just as a person, but it all worked <laughs> out. I'm glad he did it. You know, yeah. it wouldn't wow. have been the way that I wanted it. Sure. Happen, but you. I'm glad yeah. he did Terrible it. Person. And yeah. And now he still yeah. works for that other company whose ass I'm shoving it up every single day and I've ruined their radio station. So, <laughs> It, I get I get a certain amount of thrill from that too, knowing Pleasure. that like we were yeah. there. Like, and I've heard, by the way, apologies from every other single person in management in that company except for that guy. Um, you know, and it's wow. like, well, wow. he was ours. He that show was ours. What happened? That's hilarious. Oh, it's him. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> you know. Oh so I, I, I do derive, I do derive a great deal of pleasure. Knowing that when they see that I have a 15.5 and they're in like the twos somewhere, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pleasure derived there. Yeah, sure. You've been an awesome guest. Okay. We've taken, uh, we've gone a little long here, but we have one quick segment to go. If you can stick around, it's called, it's five o'clock somewhere. It's five quick questions. Are you ready? Uh, Number one, what's something you know you do differently than most people? Wake up at one o'clock in the morning. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's the hours. Like I hear people and like they could be going on vacation. Like our flight leaves at 630 tomorrow morning. I'm like, cool. Sleeping in. (laughs) Yeah. You're You're like, yes. And are you going into the the office? No. Oh, you're going to Cancun. Got it. (laughs) Oh my God, that's awesome. All right, question number two. You love food almost as much as we do. What's your dying wish for a last meal? Um, wow. All right, I thought about it. Here's how it goes. Are we talking about death row? <laughs> yeah. Are we talking I mean, about yeah. like, because if, if it's your last meal, you're probably too sick to eat it. No, no. You're, so let's go you, death you row. Can, yeah, you can eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, yeah, yeah let's say you're. You could tomorrow. do whatever. You're gonna be executed yeah, right. at one yeah, a.m. Yeah. Is they, well, because that if, if it's death row, they will bring you things from multiple places. You don't have to oh. order from the same menu. Oh, right, right. Yeah, there you All go. Right, so I'm gonna go with Emeralds New Orleans barbecued shrimp from any one of Emeralds restaurants. It's one of the things he has on all of his menus. I'm gonna Ooh. go with that. Uh, 
I will follow that up with uh, some chicken parm. Chicken parm from Rayo's. I had which, a feeling you were going to say that. That's hilarious. Yeah, oh and I know God. it's not authentic. You know, fuck you. I know it's not authentic <laughs> Italian food. Whether you, you always get the Italians who are like, that's not Italian. You know, like, why do you people that, you know, they, they, they take like spaghetti and they'll break it in half and then put it in the pot yeah. so it's not hanging out. And the Italians yeah. like, oh, hey, what's up with that? You know, you don't break the... Don't call it macaroni. It's not macaroni. It's noodle. You know, like, uh, don't call it noodles. Yeah, don't call it noodles. Yeah. Asians have noodles. This is macaroni. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> it's it's Italian. It's, yeah, yeah. So I'm going with chicken parm from Rayo's, and that that ends up being my favorite one. There was a great place um, in Jersey growing up that had a fantastic chicken parm. That's usually how I judge a good Italian restaurant, much to some people's uh, yeah. opinion. Um, and then for dessert. This is going to sound fucked up, but the best dessert, I think, and Chili's even, had even brought it back at one point. Chili. They had had it forever, and then they discontinued it. <laughs> Chili's. I know. You might be sleeping on it. Yeah. It's called the uh, Chocolate Chip Paradise Pie. And what it is, oh it's like God. a uh, it's a warm like chocolate chip cookie type brownie, but it's got like a base layer of like a brown sugar coconut kind of mix, almost like you'd have like in a pie crust. And then they have oh, the yeah. chocolate chip cookie brownie thing on top of what they call this blondies maybe i don't know anyway so you have yeah. that and then they put some ice cream like vanilla ice cream on top of it and then they drizzle with hot uh hot fudge and caramel sauce that shit, shit is better than any like restaurant i've been to like you know nice restaurant uh it's better than emerald's banana cream pro pie which is probably the runner-up that's that's a pretty good second wow. or just straight Nestle's Toll House. You know what? Fuck it. Fuck the chocolate chip paradise pie. It's my last meal. <laughs> go, go to the grocery store, and just get the the Toll House. Yeah. Uh, you okay. can uh, get the one that has the. It's called. I think it's called a uh, chocolate, chocolate something, chocolate explosion or some something like that. But it's like extra big chunks of the semi sweet chocolate chips. I want the whole thing, <laughs> and that's for dessert. Because nothing beats, and it, it just uh, overall nothing beats Sorry. a good fresh out of the oven. Hot chocolate chip cookie, like, Man, the, the, I, I like love to where that. you pick it up and it's not even holding its form; it's like kind of crumbling. Yeah, like you got to get it to where it can just like babies when they can first hold their head up. You know, yeah. like that's like that's where the chocolate chip cookie has to be. You have to be able to pick it up off the whatever you have it cooling on, and it holds its form without crumbling oh, apart. But it's shit. still piping hot on the inside. I really anything to that. wash all this down with. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a drinker, so I would just say Diet Coke. Oh, there you go. Oh. All right. Yeah, boring. Uh, last, meal? Very, last meal. Last meal. Last meal. Fuck it. We're going. Uh, we're going like old school diner milkshake that comes like with the extra Ooh. milkshake and the big metal cup, Ooh, like the, yeah. the thing that they blend it in. <laughs> yes. Because it's like two shakes in one. So yeah, they bring in the big glass of the shake, but then you have some leftover. Oh so that's yeah, what, man. yeah. This is the last the meal. Shake so we're going. Or vanilla, strawberry. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. I mean, <laughs> surprise you. Surprise me. <laughs> Those are my favorite. Rocky Cola Cafe in Montrose, California, had the yeah? best chocolate malts ever in history. Oh, malts. Okay, that's even different yeah. than milkshake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because they kind of taste like uh, liquid Whoppers. Dude, it was unbelievable. <laughs> it was liquid Whoppers. I was yeah. like, that's give delicious. it to me. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah, okay. so delicious. All right, yeah. question number three. You can spend an hour with someone living or dead. Who would that be? Living or dead? Yeah. Wow. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, 
an hour. You've already spent over an hour with us. So lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> Some, something tells me I'm not your dream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like if that question is posed to you, it would not be me. Um, That's hilarious. Uh, oh, I, you know, it's, it's cliche. And I'm thinking like, ah, it's cliche, but it's true. I would say Howard. You know, yeah. to actually sit and have a conversation because like I just find like anything you know whether it's his one of his books or I see him doing these interviews serious or not um he was on NPR uh doing an interview I forget uh I forget the woman's name Fresh Air what's her name Oh yeah, Terry Gross Oh Terry, Terry Gross yeah 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 he was with yeah, that was a uh, great he was with interview. Terry yeah, he was doing an interview with Terry Gross when his uh, latest book came out. Or yeah, yeah some magazine that. just did a whole thing again around the book or whatever. But like about how like, I just find myself like and I watch or I hear um, hear him. And maybe it just kind of goes back to like the beginnings of all this stuff. It's like I just find myself like, yeah, uh, inspired. Like, you know, yeah. because here's a radio guy. I mean, that's what he is. He's a radio guy. Yeah. And he turned it into like this massive, like bigger than life thing. More so than any other radio person has done since him. An empire, yeah, exactly, yeah. man. Yeah, it's insane. It's, yeah, it's crazy, and how effortless it is. And I'm, I'm jealous of his interviewing skills because I'm, I'm a, I'm a terrible interviewer. That's never <laughs> been my, that's never, it's just never, that's never been one of my strengths. It's always sure. like, you know, I'm sitting there worried all the time, like, oh, are the, is the guest having a good time? You know, is it? Yeah. Do they think this is lame? You know, like I, I don't want to waste their time. I don't want yeah. them to hate, hate the experience. I want them to leave not thinking, "Wow, it's the worst thing I've ever done." <laughs> he's so natural at it and I think part of that is like you know it's funny because he talks about going to therapy back to therapy yeah. you know he goes to therapy four days a week or whatever it is and when you yeah. listen and after you've gone to therapy you can hear he's like psychoanalyzing these people yeah and the like the way he's now. talking to them is the same shit I'm sure that he's regurgitated from his therapist but like yeah. it gets them to open up next thing you know you have someone crying about their dad right. and, and it, because he taps into that stuff but he's got the ability to do that so I think people's defenses are down because at that point, it's a celebrity talking to another celebrity. Yeah. And right. sometimes, and most of the time, a bigger celebrity than they are. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, in their exactly. life, he's always been the celebrity. They're probably right. a newer celebrity. Yeah. So, you know, he'll, he'll always get more. And it's one of the reasons I, I just don't do interviews. Like, how do you compare? And these pe people who are doing radio at this point, if you're not doing Howard, they're doing it because they have to, which means that the project they're doing probably sucks. And yeah. they're not going to answer the questions that you want to have answered that you're really curious about. Just yeah. stay away from that. But yeah, I, I, would, I, would, I would say, I would, I would definitely say Howard. That's cool. I mean, I think that's a fine answer. Cliche or not. It's cliche. Matter. It's so lame. <laughs> I mean, you know, David, David Letterman had him on My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. You yeah. know, like those are two right. enormous celebrities that yeah. literally, like you yeah. were just saying. I mean, yeah, a celebrity I'd love to meet, and I don't know how it would go, which is why I didn't pick them, is like Tom Hanks. I think oh. Tom Hanks, I don't, like, I don't care. For I Tom want Hanks. him to be a great guy. Like the yeah. way that people wanted Ellen to be really cool oh. and she's not. I have like, a that's feeling a disappointment. Tom Hanks is a great guy. I don't know. For some reason, yeah. I have a I, thing I, against I, him. Yeah. You do? Yeah, I don't care for him. Really? Yeah. Now, was it like, because a lot of people hate Forrest Gump. I never watched Is it Forrest Gump? I kind of refused to watch it. I don't know. Oh, so you hated him before Forrest Gump. Yeah. Well, yeah, you went, you, didn't you, okay, so you liked uh, Sleepless in Seattle and, like, Philadelphia, right? Didn't you? Really? Like? Uh, I don't know that I was that into Philadelphia. Oh, pro she probably well, liked Philadelphia because he was dying. I love Meg Ryan. I love Meg Ryan, so I accepted yeah. him. Like, 
what was the big movie in New York? Um, You've Got Mail. I didn't care oh, for it that much in the beginning, but it was on TV so often, and it was right where I was living. So it's kind of a nostalgic New York like, thing. You didn't like Money Pit or, or Big? Like, big. Of course, yeah, I liked are... Big. I liked Big. Yeah, those but when are he was crying New York... with his acceptance yeah. from Philadelphia, I was just like, oh, brother. Yeah, we I don't get know. it. You have AIDS. We understand. Wham. <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but it I don't know. And then it just became fun to not like him. It's kind of like not liking Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen too much. You don't like Billy Joel either? No. Like, I'm from Jersey, and I, I don't understand the Bruce Springsteen thing at all. Oh, that's you like don't? Amazing. Oh, that, no. That is, oh, okay. I like it. Is, ugh, I think he's so overrated. <laughs> I do think Born to Run is one of the best songs ever written on its own. It's a great song. It pumps you up. On its own, yeah, I, th- I think yeah. it's. I think. It's I feel good. the same way about any Bruce Springsteen song that comes on. The way I feel about Santana's "Smooth," or <laughs> "Danger Zone" from Top Gun. Oh my god. Or oh God, what's the other one that comes on? I'm like, ugh, because uh, it, does, it doesn't make any sense. Out. Oh, uh, "Eye of the Tiger." Fuck that song too, because <laughs> it makes sense and it's really good in the context of the movie. But like yeah. we're playing this on the radio, right? Like, ugh. like there's one station in LA that loves to play um, songs from the uh, from the Grease soundtrack. <laughs> You're the one that I want. What? I had that album. People want to hear that on the radio. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was a good album. Forty plus, you know, years ago. But sure, it was great. I'm sure it was awesome. Yeah. Okay, that ties that ties into our question number four. If you could erase one band or artist from the world, who would it be? <laughs> Just one. Ooh. Just one. one though. Or unless you have a top three or like a fantasy five or something, you know. Um <laughs> God, you know what's weird? And I have no real reason for disliking this person. And not even as a person, but the, the songs come on, it's like ugh, Prince. Can't do it. What? What? Yeah, I, I know. I don't know what it is about Prince. That Dude, I like, would have lost a billion dollars and w- oh. would have never have guessed that yeah. ever. Yeah. Like, I have, I have nothing. Like, there's, shit. there's, you know, do you ever have unjustified, well, you with Tom Hanks, do you ever have like unjustified dislike or hate for somebody? <laughs> like, that's the only way I can explain Prince. Same oh with Bruno Mars. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, yeah. Like, you, I, I, like a, like a midget Michael Jackson. Like, I don't, I, like, I'm not all hot for Bruno Mars either, but I don't really listen yeah. to I'm not, music. I'm not either. Overrated. Like, uh, yeah. br- like Bruno Mars seems to be like, you know, if uh, there was a Motown tribute artist, you know, like he's trying to recreate, like, some, I, don't, I don't know. It just seems phony to me. Wow. Um, I, I understand artist, that my whole family would be pissed if, you know, hearing, <laughs> hearing that because they love yeah. him. But oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm kind of on one, that page. One band, and this is gonna be another shocker, um, that I have to turn off every time it comes on. And I finally figured out what it is about this band that I hate so much. Queen. You know and- what? I think radio <laughs> ruined Queen for us big time because I I'm yeah. not a fan of Queen, but if I actually yeah. I watched that one movie uh, about um, Yeah. Was the lead singer? Oh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. And I mean, With, it was uh, great, and I yeah. understand that he was like the most amazing singer, but man, another one bites the dust. I'm just like, no, no, please. Yeah. Stop. You know what it is? Because I realized that, and I, because one thing I don't, my wife loves musicals, loves them. Oh, I'm not a musical fan. 
why is it that everybody's singing what they're saying? I don't understand. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, that's Queen. Listen to Queen oh, and tell yeah. me it's not sure. all music. Like, this could easily be the soundtrack to a musical. Yeah. Anytime, like, you could, Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. my God. Like, I understand why people like that, but, like, it, it, they could all be, like, if Lin-Manuel Miranda had put out those songs, nobody would have thought any different. We didn't know what Queen was. Like, there was that movie about... Um, there was something that happened, and then nobody knew that the Beatles ever existed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, I think. It was yeah. Oh, yeah, yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, let's just say that everybody had their mind wiped clean, and nobody remembered Queen, and Lin-Manuel Miranda decided to make it his next big Hamilton-type show. Nobody would bat an eye. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds like musical stuff. Other than that, I, right. you know... Like yeah. I could never I could never put my finger on like why they annoyed me so much. I'm like, yeah, oh God, it just has a theatrical. Yeah, so I yes. guess that makes yeah. sense. It's very theatrical. That's that's what it is. Yeah, it's fabulous. <laughs> okay, our final question. Uh, I think we'll go back to your radio career. So a little kid comes up to you, maybe it's one of your own children, and says, "Papa, <laughs> I want to be in radio." <laughs> wait, wait, how how, how does <laughs> how does it go? Papa, Papa, Papa. <laughs> I want to be in radio. What do you say? Uh, go for it. You know, um, there was a lot of, uh, I think there was a lot of doubt um, when, you know, I told my parents, like, I want to be on the radio and everybody wants to be on the radio. That's not a real job because everybody wants to do that. And how many people really get to ever do that? You have to have something you can fall back on. So I never yeah. went to college because I was full time on the air by the time I was a senior in high school. So you know, my guidance counselors and my parents and everybody, they were trying to get me to take the SATs because college, you had to go to college. Well, I didn't go to college. And a lot of people said that was a dumb idea. Uh, a lot of people think that you, you know, somebody's got to do that job, right? And I think you got to be realistic with yourself and yeah. know at a certain point when to just call it, you know, all right, you know what? Maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I need to go get an actual job doing something that I'm cut out for. Not everybody's cut out for it. There's a lot of things that I couldn't do. Um, you know, and I, I would, so if, if that's the, if there's a drive behind it and there's kind of seems to be like a real passion, not driven by, you know, money, fame, uh, you know, those types of things. If it's just like a, like a, like my son is infatuated with hockey. He loves hockey, awesome. watches hockey videos all the time, plays hockey all the time, whether it's in the street or on the ice. Like he's just obsessed with it, and I nurtured that. Like I never played hockey growing up. I I love watching hockey, and I I, I like the sport, which is how he got into it. Um, but you know, I'm so I'm pushing that. Do I think he's going to be in the NHL? No, he's he's, he's not going to be in a an NHL player. But maybe, maybe he becomes a maybe he becomes an equipment manager, you know, yeah. for a hockey team or does something like that. You know, works in the front office or whatever. If that's his passion. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to tell him not to do it. So if it was radio and he was really or they were really into radio, or whoever was really in the radio. That's one thing I hate. I go to these uh, radio conventions and I'm and I'm on these panels all the time. And uh, the question always comes up. What do you want to tell uh, young folks uh, coming up in radio? Someone who comes up to you and says, uh, I'm interested in getting the radio. And you always have some old asshole on air guy who's made way too much money for how good he is right and they always go don't do it <laughs> my and i'm thinking to myself yeah because it's it's treated you so poorly you have such yeah, a no. shit life yeah you, you've, <laughs> you've made all this money because it's so bad yeah. shut up i yeah, right. hate when people say that 
because if anybody would have told them that they would they would have still gone on and done it but like the people who really kind of empowered you and, and inspired you and whether it was directly or indirectly whether it was somebody that i ended up working with or you know from the outside like a howard stern or opie and anthony or any of the other people that i used to admire on the air um you know why would you tell somebody not to yeah. when you're yeah. doing it like how stupid is that it's like people like they're smoking chain smoking don't smoke it's terrible <laughs> like how can you take them seriously they're sitting they can't smoke fast enough <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh my God! The only people I ever told no to was a band out in uh, Peoria, uh, which is just north of Scottsdale, Arizona. And they're like, "We're gonna, we we want to move to LA, blah." And we're like, "Don't do it, dude. Just just stay here and do music, and you'll actually enjoy it more, and you'll be seen more." <laughs> yeah. I'm just telling you right now. I never have lived outside of LA. I was born and raised in Hollywood. If anybody knows this goddamn city, it's <laughs> me, dude. I understand it. Just yeah. you're gonna do better. Stay there. You don't need to come out here. You could come out here and do tours and stuff. You're good. <laughs> yeah, I tell people that about syndication because like all these radio guys, everybody wants to be syndicated. Sure. And I'm like, you know what, man? Like, you know, like we have figured out obviously how to do it and you know how to make it work. And I'm willing to put the work into it and stuff like that. But people to see like syndication as this like payday and that's when it's like oh you, you just take it easy now i've never worked more or i've never worked harder than doing this and i and i right. kind of miss um just being on one radio station and not having to worry about like yeah. time and, all the other places and, yeah and oh and God, you know yeah. time zones and you know are, are where are we on right now are we just on locally like you know there's so many moving parts and so much more work yeah, to be like a big show in, you know, one particular city and be treated really well, you know, get paid well, whatever. That sounds awesome. And maybe sure. that's what I'll do, you know, yeah. at the end of the seven years. Maybe 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 that's what it ends up being. I don't I don't really foresee that, but like um yeah, I I don't know. And sometimes it takes people moving to LA with their band to see because you saying it sure. Some people take that as like, oh, well, Challenge. They just don't want us competing with them, you know, which I <laughs> yeah. believe with some of these old radio guys, I'm like, well, they just don't want these these young up and comers coming in and doing it better and cheaper than that where they're stealing from their company, you know, and sure. doing it the way that they're doing it. So I think some of that is just, you know, they got to figure you got to figure that out on your own. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm all about supporting and dude, I want if I am if I could have people ride coattails if I was in that position, dude, yeah. bring everybody. I, I'm I'm cool with that. I'm not yeah. if they take my position, hey, you're obviously have something that I don't. That's not yeah. my fault, right? Like Yeah. But I, I do people. see what you're saying though. That's yeah, a, that's ask a, ask people. You know, that's yeah. that's you know, network, sure. get to know everybody. Right. Ride their exactly. coattails if you can, you know. If you can, um, yeah. Learn learn all you can, ask all the questions that you can. Yeah. You never know who ends up being, you know, in the in the position that you want to be in that you can learn from and then eventually slide into something like that on your own. Sure. Or deviate yeah. from there and find that thing like you said that you we you never knew that you had to do until you had to. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's a lot of great advice. No I kidding. I love that you're into shit. all this universe stuff too. Wasn't ready for that. I know. That's I'm cool. not getting like crystals and shit out. You know, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I'm that kind of guy. You a crystal. Just so yeah. You know. Yeah, dude. It's gonna be a heart shaped box crystal. You're, it's gonna be great. So here, here, here's another one of my um, my impressions of Julie Slater from like the New York days because she always had her like guitar and was like playing these shows. And going back to Forrest Gump, I always thought it'd be like 
Jenny when she would like go. You didn't you haven't seen it, but like Jenny at the theater where she, she's naked but her guitar on a stool on a stage because it was very it was like the hippy dippy times. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, very good. Like because you know like Julie's very much of like the universe. You know and. She was yeah. playing her songs and like very yeah spirit yeah 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 like like zen and spiritual. Can I be your spirit yeah. guide? Ah uh, no, oh. that sounds scary. <laughs> that sounds scary. Yeah, like oh you're, you God. probably have do you have like cards and stuff like that? Oh, or? I have medicine cards where animals. Tell yeah, okay. You. See, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Like that's the kind of stuff, like that's dark art shit. You know, <laughs> not necessarily. Dark art. <laughs> it's witchcraft. I know. Because <laughs> what if that stuff is real? You know. Yeah, sure. No, but yeah. it's not dark. I mean, Medicine cards, like it's it's you it's pull not a, a card dark thing. and it's no, an animal yeah. telling you what you need to work on in your life. Not negative. But what does that card know? Because your energy pulled it. Did it? Yeah, sure did. Okay. All right. See, that's the hard thing I had to wrap my brain around. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I have a hard Since time making here, sense of that stuff. Since you're here, let's pull a card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you more in our next spirit guide meeting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. That's, That's hilarious. Great. Well, you have been an amazing guest. We've taken up so much of your valuable time. You know, in oh less god, than no in kidding. like eleven hours, you gotta get up. <laughs> you know, I had that thought on the weekend. It was uh, Sunday, and it was like around one thirty. I'm like, holy shit! Tw- Twelve hours from now. If if, if if from right now, I'm gonna be at work. Yeah. Ugh. Dude, like that's when that's... and that's when the Sunday depression you know settles in. <laughs> Damn it! Oh How do you not drink, dude? I don't get that. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's hard enough Just, without the drink. I I get it. Holy crap! That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. Thank you so much, Woody, for being on the show. I hope it wasn't boring. It was amazing. Welcome to the Afterpod, where we talk about the guest after they leave. The pod is the after, the after is So the that pod. was Woody. That was Woody, man. Have you ever met him? I think you met him briefly, maybe, at the Firehouse Weezer show. That's right. Uh, where Marty, yeah, I met him there. Marty ran and got his drinks all night. <laughs> yeah, threw a little bit of GHB, I'm sure, in there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that we were drunk or whatever, but we were definitely feeling loose and chill. And I remember like, Woody, oh my God. I like hugged him and he was just like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I probably came <laughs> off like a, like a freakazoid fan. Uh, That's funny. But yeah. What a rad guy. What a story. Holy Toledi. He's so sweet. Like after we did the recording, he texted like, yeah. "Sorry, I talk so much." That's like when we had <laughs> Cynthia on. She's like, "Do you got? Am I? Should I stop talking?" <laughs> <laughs> I know some people do that. Like, uh, should I? Should I stop now? Or, or did? Okay, yeah. We're like, no, no. He had this so many you. great stories to tell, and I really, really love that he was a little more spiritual than I thought he would be even though he's resisting me being his spiritual guide he still used universe in his he used universe of many times that the universe yeah, was in on his, his terminology side. yeah yeah which is which is rare for him not rare yeah. that's like impossible non-existent so we're I thought slowly, it was... we're slowly getting to him we will bring him over <laughs> to the dark side of our magic 
magic. Oh, 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 it's magic. Now I want to send him a crystal just to do it. I think I have oh, to. Oh, just to be fun. That would be so Because I funny. have to. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. What was the most surprising thing to you about Woody? Oh, if anything. Gosh. Yeah. So for me, it was the universe stuff that I, I'm so proud and happy that he believes in the universe. And <laughs> I, he didn't say great spirit, but I'm going to say it's quite possible Woody believes in great spirit. Yeah, right. Um, I. I mean, obviously, yeah, that's cool. You've known him longer to where that's probably way more like a holy shit thing to you. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, you know, you guys have, I mean, you've known each other, what, 20? I mean, we knew each other at K-Rock, but honestly, I was on at 10 a.m. And he was on at 10, uh, no, he was on the uh, Oh, yeah, what did overnight. he say, 2, two so, a.m.? Yeah, right? so, I mean, our paths did not cross very often. Yeah, I said that weird, 2 a.m. 2 a.m. <laughs> I I think the whole I think the one of the funnier things was I'm like what is that noise? Is that construction or something? What noise? I just heard some pounding. It's probably some oh. criminals outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh good. They're probably come on in. Killing somebody next door. Uh, we'll get to that later. Let's please continue. We're re- <laughs> we're hey criminals. We're recording a podcast. Keep it down. <laughs> just tell a <the> wrong address. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know. I've uh, this his his story is so cool, and I don't know. Every story is so unique and different and cool. But I think his is crazy because you know, it's seven years old. He's already getting into these things, and he knows exactly like where that exact spot. Like he could take us to the spot on yeah. the street within yeah. five feet radius of the spot. Like. That's nuts. I don't. It's like a time capsule. When I was growing up, I don't think I knew anything about Howard Stern as a kid because I don't. I'm like, I'm like trying to think back. Yeah, I'm sure he was on, when I was young. He was on the air. I don't know actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what year? I you know what's funny? We gotta Google this. Yeah. What year did Howard yeah. first go on the air? Yeah. I was just when about to do it. You beat me to it. Howard on the air for the first time. I didn't even put Stern. Do you think they'll know? Do you think that they'll know? Did you know that Howard's middle name is Allen? According to Wikipedia. Howard Allen. He's got two uh, two first names. Oh, and a last name. Oh, even. yeah. He was on WWW in Detroit, Michigan. Does it say what year? Oh, that's right. Oh, what year? You know oh. what's funny? That's <laughs> that's probably why I never listened to him as a kid because he wasn't on the air. He was on the air in 1982 to 19. 19- it says until his firing in 1985, and then wow. 1985 he began a 20-year run at WXRK in New York City where I worked. Now, what was when did the TV sh- stuff start? 90s, right? Television and film pro- projects. It says 1998. TV, but it looks oh. like, oh no, 1985 to 1993 in early television and video part. I don't know. Oh, pay-per-view. Hey, remember mm. he would do pay-per-view events? Remember, yeah. remember pay-per-view events? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Tell, oh, you're right. I don't know. WWE. He ran for governor of New York? That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't remember that. That's funny. It feels like the first. WNBC. He's 67. One of my best memories of his birthday, he used to have a huge birthday party every year. 
and I remember David Bowie performed and I really this is gonna sound terrible to say out loud I wasn't like a huge Bowie fan I was like oh he's cool whatever (laughs) and David Bowie came out and performed and literally my jaw fell to the ground and I was like holy moly what in the world so that that's the one artist that blew me away and I was like well that guy's pretty good. What's what's that young fella's name? <laughs> oh, you mean David Bowie? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's that young fella's name? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's older than your father. No, he's not. But like, I mean, that that's hilarious though. How, what, I would how, love how, to though? know. What um, year was this? <laughs> oh, you know it's funny. I used to have a I used to have a jean jacket that was from that birthday party, but I don't have it anymore. Oh my god! I don't remember the year. Um, yeah, there were some funny things being involved with the Stern show. Like we would go to after our Christmas parties, we would go to Scores, yeah. the strip club. <laughs> so I've been, I've been to Scores a couple times. I don't I don't even know is it was that was that amazing or it was pretty fun. It was just crazy. It, it was crazy. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Um, you know looking back at that time you know the, we were working at the station where Howard Stern you know he was literally my co-worker that's pretty nuts that's so pretty wild I know and the fact that he invited you on the show so many times like holy oh yeah one, the, one of the big times was um, when Scott Weiland so Scott oh, yeah. Weiland I had interviewed Scott Weiland I was in love with Scott Weiland and Scott Weiland I had interviewed him and then he came back to be on the Stern Show. And when I saw him, he remembered everything that we talked about. And I just started crying after he left the room, of course. Crying like just tears of joy. Like, And then the Stern Show found out that I was crying. And they're like, oh, my God, you got to come in here. And so I went on to talk about <laughs> how he made me cry because that just really showed me that he was a really caring real person because I used to love the band live and I've met Ed Kowalczyk like 10 or 15 times and he's always like hi great meeting you for the first time thanks Ed I met you in New York when you were my favorite band but that's cool um, and not that these people have to remember you but the fact that to me Scott Weiland and you know we're talking like 15 18 years ago um, yeah that was pretty that was pretty neato neato it sure was i mean especially and this i'm not even trying to bash him because i love him in so many different ways you know with all the drugs he still remembered what we talked he still remembered you yeah until we saw him you know for the final time we did um in a strange you know the way the world works um one of my friends karen weiss was friends with uh scott's wife Jamie Wyland and we ended up hanging out with Scott Wyland right before his death. And yeah. um, at his house, we were like yeah. drinking. And wine I mean, I remember when, when yeah, yeah, when Scott died. I I mean, it's not like I was friends with him or anything, but I was hysterical. I was like hysterical yeah. crying, and and then I ended up going to his memorial, and Karen goes up and speaks and mentions my name twice at Scott Wyland's memorial. <laughs> 
So you want to talk about Meanwhile, the like universe? Slash is there. Yeah, <laughs> Slash heard my name twice. <laughs> Slash was sitting right next to me. Like, not maybe a couple people down. But oh, it was, and there was not a lot of people. It was at Hollywood Forever at a, at a cemetery. There was not a lot of people there. But that's going back to the universe. You want to talk about the universe coming together for us having hung out with Scott Weiland again. Then he dies. And then I go to the memorial. That was, that was very, and just how, I don't know, so connected to him. And I, I guess he also represented a certain part of my life that really meant so much to me. So yeah, weird, but I really yeah. went off on a tangent. Um, <laughs> so anyways, we, who are we, are we talking recording? about? Oh, yeah. What's happening? What you... <laughs> I know it's been 12 minutes. What the shit? No, it's such a joy, though, to talk to someone like Woody because he's so easy to talk to and he has so many great stories. And really, he's such an inspiration. You know, we I'm always bringing back to releasing outcomes and releasing the how of what you should be doing or want to be doing. He just knew he wanted to do something in radio and just wanted to get employed and didn't have a lot of expectation. And he is, I'm going to say, he is one of, I mean, I don't know for a fact of, yeah, I guess like Kevin and Bean did, you know, did pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and who's that other guy? Mark Thompson. Um, oh, yeah, the uh, I wasn't, Mark and Brian I, show. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's not a lot of super successful people like that who syndicate and all that. So, I mean, Woody is very in line with how I know Howard has done all kinds of media so he's certainly the king of all media um sure but woody but he's is... also been around longer so he's had a lot more well i know. don't think woody has a, maybe a desire we didn't ask him if he had his desire to go into television i doubt it he doesn't even like his picture yeah. taken but um <laughs> right <laughs> but he really it i i don't even think everyone listening that how successful woody is it's actually insane. Um, yeah. Just for really sticking with um, an idea, sticking with not allowing people to push you around. Like we kind of got into um, myself and and other radio people I know. Sometimes in radio, I mean, there was a station I worked for. I had the I had high ratings. I was getting ratings bonuses. I was making tons of money also marketing a bunch of things for this station it doesn't matter if you're and uh, our friend Ashok high afternoon ratings you still get blown out and 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 I we could have gotten into this with Woody is Woody never took it personally and in that one instance I certainly did take it personally looking back I'd no longer take it personally, and I will not take anything else like that personally again. Um, yeah. Because it's it's not worth it. Well, and it's not true. Things don't happen. And and that too, right? You know, it isn't personal. And and like I said, Ashok and I were really killing it on the air, and our ratings reflected it. And I know my salary certainly did. 
But um, but isn't that funny though? Like the most successful person, you probably made the company too the most money. I don't know that for sure. Yet, but no, you don't know that. But I you know that you did make them. Person. So the morning no. show really brings in the bank. But I definitely was doing very well, and um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You still get blown out. And there's also a difference, like, you can be blown out. I, I've been working, I worked at two stations, Q104 and K-Rock New York, where you're blown out blown out as a team. Oh, no, Q104, yeah. I keep forgetting. Three of us were not fired, but I wanted to be fired. And I cried when I wasn't fired. I was kept on, um, <laughs> along with Sue and this guy, Corey. But K-Rock, we all were kind of let go, although I was rehired for weird reasons. But, um... Yeah. But then at that other place, <laughs> I was fired alone. And that's not the same. And then a year later, everyone else got fired. Because when you're fired with a group, yeah, you all go out for drinks. You're like, screw them. This sucks. We hate it. But when you're fired by yourself, everyone else just like turns their, they're like, oh, we don't know who she is. Don't take her calls. She got let right. go. We want to keep our <laughs> jobs. So keep your head down and just keep working. Yeah, right. This is like a therapy session for me. Thank you, Jason. It is. How are you feeling, Julie? <sighs> well, I've recently let go of my past because the past does not exist. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyways, I think everything that <laughs> I think that everything that Woody said. Are you burping again? <laughs> I think everything that Woody said. Burping. was amazing. <laughs> hey, we just had some taco, 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 taco. We had some we had tacos. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was very was inspiring. And he really, um, he's such a good guy. And he stays friends mm-hmm. with everybody except for that one person mm-hmm. that he hates. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, and he's really, SMD he was a delight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's really a delight. <laughs> to have on and I really appreciate someone like him there's a lot of people who you know wouldn't take the time because they're too big of a deal that's right hey it's Um, happened right yeah so I just want to thank you Woody for being on the show yeah thanks Woods (sighs) and this has been good it's been therapeutic for me thank you Jason good you're welcome (laughs) alright you guys (laughs) thanks for listening until next time appreciate it Love you. Kisses, cuddles, and hugs. Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To podcast. The best way you can help us is share the show. Tell people about it. Also, subscribe, like, leave us a great review wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us on Instagram at Cuz I Have To Podcast and email us, especially if you know someone living their dharma and you think they'd be a great guest on the show. It's Cuz I Have To Podcast at Gmail. And oh, we do love those voice messages. You can leave us one at anchor.fm slash Cuz I Have To. Keep living those dreams, friends, because you have to. Till next time.